Well, happy Tuesday, happy podcast day, which happens to be my personal favorite day. So wherever you are at this exact moment, in your car, in your closet, on a walk through your neighborhood, welcome to The Messy Table, an ordinary space for real women, imperfect stories, and the God who's at work in our mess, which is basically the overarching theme of the entire Bible and our entire lives. And thankfully, God is moving, working, creating, redeeming, and orchestrating all things for our good and His ultimate glory, even despite our best efforts to mess it all up. Well, I am Jen Jewell, and I consider it such an honor to host this faith-fueled conversation-style podcast, which airs a brand new episode every other Tuesday. And with me today is my beautiful co-host, my good friend, Amy Groeschel. And hey, we are partnered with the women of our church, Life Church, as well as some incredibly brave women from all over the greater global church. And our very simple goal is just to leverage this little thing called technology to bring us all a fresh breath of truth and encouragement. God knows we certainly could use it. So clearly, we have all been on lockdown, though it has looked a little different for each one of us in different countries and different states and different cities. I recently heard someone say, we're not in the same boat, but we are in the same storm, which I thought was pretty accurate. So for those of us with spouses or kids, we've been locked down and locked up together. For our family, it's been 70 something days now, which has been honestly wonderful and absolutely wild at the same time. The other day, our kids finally got to go see their grandparents while my husband and I snuck off for a couple of hours. We had plans to grab a quick dinner, maybe some to-go coffee and just talk and honestly be alone. Well, as we started to eat, Derek asked me something like, how are you really doing? And oh my word, I wasn't prepared. The floodgates busted open and I could not get them shut. I couldn't stop crying. I didn't even really know why I was crying. And then I started crying harder because I was so mad that I was ruining our only mini date in the past two months. And while in hindsight, I do believe it was somewhat hormone related, I can tend to try to hold it all together and then suddenly implode, which probably says something about my Enneagram type. But the reason I'm sharing this with you is because we all have those moments where we find ourselves overwhelmed. Yes, sometimes we're overwhelmed by really hard things, but other times we are just overwhelmed by our blessings, by all the people we're responsible for, by all the things we need to do, which is exactly why I am super excited to introduce you to our guest for episode 78. Robin Meadows has been a wife for over four decades, a homeschooling mama of seven for three decades, and a grandmother to 22 grandkids. So goodness, she has lived a lot of life and gained a bunch of wisdom, which she also shares so beautifully through some writing she does for the YouVersion Bible app, which as you know, we are huge fans of. So as we all continue to navigate through this COVID-19 season, and as we head into summer round two with our kids, this conversation is just what we need. So grab your coffee, pull up a chair, and join Amy and me for a chat with Robin. Well, hi, Robin. Welcome to The Messy Table. Thank you. We're so glad you're here. Yes. Oh, it's such an honor. I'm just kind of blown away that y'all invited me to be on your podcast. Oh, I'm blown away, Robin, that you said yes. I kind of hate to even say anything because <laughs> I am just wanting to hear all your wisdom and all the the love because you've got so much maturity. In fact, I've admired you from afar and seeing you up close, like in action, serving at our church and just seeing the fruit of your mothering through your children 
but I know it hasn't always been just like fluff and fun. But tell us just a little bit about who Robin Meadows is, your family, your ministries, your life. Help us to get to know you Mm -hmm. and your highlights real quick. Give us a scoop. Yeah. Sure. Um, You talked about wisdom. And so I have all the gray hairs to go along with that (laughs) wisdom. I'll tell you that. It's mostly experience. I turned 65 years old last uh, February. I I lost April, right? So Mm -hmm. in February, I turned 65. Um, I've been married to my husband, Dirk, for it will be 46 years this July. What? Can you believe that? That's a long time. Yes. And I've known him. Robin Meadows. That is amazing. (laughs) Yes. I've known him for 50 years. Wow. Wow. That's just wild. And you guys look so young. You have got to tell us your beauty secrets. (laughs) You're my favorite person today (laughs) for saying that. Today. No, we've been empty nesters now for about eight years. Mm. And together we raised and home educated our seven children. Um, We have four girls, three boys, and we're finished now. And we all live to tell about it. (laughs) And we all still like each other. Oh, my word. And so that's a great thing. And how many grandkids? Oh, well, we have 22 grandchildren. <laughs> uh, all of our, yeah, isn't that wild? It's just a wild, crazy, fun, fun time mm-hmm. together. Um, we're hoping more will come, too. Our youngest son got married um, just last summer, and so we'll give them some time. Mm. We, <laughs> we think we'll have more. No pressure. No pressure at all. Maybe get to 25. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe so. Oh, my goodness. Uh, we live in rural uh, Edmond, Oklahoma. We live out on an acreage, and three of our grown kids live out here with their families. And so we have 10 grandchildren out here. You could have your own little compound if you wanted. Oh, yeah. In fact, that's what we call it. We lovingly call it the compound. Perfect. Um, Yes. So uh, I love to garden. I love to read and I love to write Bible plans. Mm -hmm. And I also love to meet people over coffee. Mm. Um, at least we did that before the quarantine. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Looking forward to get back We're to that. We're coming out of it. Mm-hmm. I can feel yes, it. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. I'm ready for those coffee shops to open back up. Mm-hmm. I don't know how we'll drink coffee with masks on, but we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dirk and I love to travel. It's something we just started a few years ago because when you have seven children, you don't travel mm-hmm. a whole lot, mm-hmm. uh, as you know, Amy. Mm-hmm. And so... This summer, we've already got a trip planned. Um, I think it will still be a go. I get to get my last four states to complete all 50 states. Cool. That's Uh, exciting. Yeah. Uh, Dirk got his. We went to Alaska a few years ago, and he got his 50th state on that. And that was a really big deal to him. And honestly, it's a really a, a more big deal to him than it is to me to complete these 50 states. Oh, but sweet. we're going to go and I'll get North Dakota, Minnesota, Michigan and Wisconsin. Mm. And I'll be done. How exciting. Yeah. Uh, I so have the travel bug, especially with all this <laughs> that's going on. I just feel itchy. I'm like, I want to yeah. get out of here. When you're told you but, can't. <laughs> yes. It's a, so much fun to travel with just your husband, too. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, it's just so much fun. You you guys are cute. Uh, you're sweet. Cute, cute. Wow. And to have a marriage that made it through and wants to be together and travel together, what hope you're giving. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So yes. beautiful. So much fun. So, Robin, you mentioned home educating all seven of your kids and, oh, my word, 22 grandkids. So you home educated over the past 33 years. Can we just stop for a moment and give you some kind of like virtual trophy or slow clap? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, that's a big deal. Either that or the Crazy Woman Award won. I'm not <laughs> sure Crazy which. Woman Award. <laughs> 
And obviously it was just here recently that all of us parents, no matter how we've chosen to educate our kids, we were suddenly homeschooling or distance Mm -hmm. schooling or emergency schooling, whatever you want to call it. Right. And now we are all gearing up for summer, which is for most people, some concoction of work and home and all the things. So I feel that 33 years of homeschooling kind of makes you an expert, don't you think? (laughs) I know you don't think because you're humble, but would you please share whatever just tips and tricks and timeless lessons you've learned over these years? Sure. I'll share a few things. Um, I'll tell you the one thing that I really learned was most important, and I'll probably talk about that a little bit later too, but get up and get dressed before your kids wake up Mm. every morning and have some quiet time by yourself because it sets the tone for the whole rest of the day. And if that's all you do, it will be enough because you'll make it through the day. Mm. For me, uh, some Bible time and praying in the morning, it just makes all the difference in the world Mm -hmm. um, for the rest of the day. And then I'd say have a routine. Um, Let your kids know what's next. You know, I think if they know that they're supposed to get up and brush their teeth and get dressed and uh, and this is all age dependent also, but particularly those kids that need a little bit more time and attention, if they know what's coming next, I think it helps so much, even in the summertime, because man, just hours at home all day without a routine and something to live by is, it just gets old fast, Mm -hmm. you know? And uh, then they just want to be on screens all the time because that's a time filler. Um, But keep it light and be creative. Gosh, God's given us such an incredible mind to to think of fun, new and exciting ways to do things. And so engage your mind and and make it happen. It's fun. Mm. And I'm not even a great creative, but there's so much at our fingertips nowadays that we can access on the Internet and things to do that we don't have to be limited like it was back in my day where right. the library was the only thing. That's so, right. Totally. Um, During yeah. this quarantine, you know, my kids' teachers have sent just some really fun virtual field trips that you can oh, fun. visit these places, you know, the White House or Buckingham Palace, the Coliseum, yeah. where you can kind of see things without being there. Absolutely. That's good. Yeah. You know, in home education for anybody, it's not just academics. We have a sign in our living room that my husband been put up years ago that says life is school. Mm -hmm. And so it's learning goes on all the time and no matter what you do. And and so don't limit it to just academic subjects. You don't have to bring school into your home. Just make your home your school and learn just, you know, your family is your is your life. And so then your life is your school. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm still learning. Oh, man, me too. And then I say, keep the main thing, the main thing, Mm -hmm. because it's all about relationships. And honestly, that's why we began homeschooling all those many years ago was because we wanted to have relationship with our kids. And so uh, we did. We did. And we have the proof of it now from all those many years of effort. Mm. And like you said, it wasn't all butterflies and roses. But our kids like us and we like them and we enjoy being around each other. So keep that relationship at the forefront, uh, whether you homeschool or send your kids to school either way. Mm -hmm. uh, Keep that relationship the main thing. And then um, I'll also say this, that having your kids, y'all know this because your kids are all home, but you have far more opportunities to deal with character issues 
than when they're not in your house. So true. And so all those conflicts and all those things that we go through, we can call them opportunities. Yes. Um, because they really are. If we'll face that and take the time to deal with all the things that come along mm-hmm. rather than just uh, telling people to go to their rooms, everybody to their room or everybody outside or whatever, which we do have to do occasionally just to keep our mental stability. <laughs> but uh, we do need to take the time to really teach character and what's important. And so you get more opportunity when your kids are home Mm -hmm. than when they're not. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think that's where people start screaming. The mom's going, I could never do it because they know, oh, that means I'd have to deal with all these issues of Mm -hmm. tension and the struggles of relationships because they're going to bump heads. And but don't look at it in the negative sense. Like, it's so great. Like, grab hold of that right now, listeners. It's an opportunity and you need the opportunity because if you miss it, there's something that needed to get done that didn't get done in their heart and in your heart your life. That's right. And it was the refining fire for me being absolutely totally just, oh, every yucky thing came out. Right. And God was like, you need to deal with this. Exactly. So thank you for sharing that. Exactly. And you know, that's parenting is that we think we're going to teach our kids, but they end up teaching us. So true. And I learned far more from my kids yes. than they ever have from me, I can yes. assure you. So, Robin, I'm curious, you know, you're talking about teaching character instead of just kind of dismissing whatever issue is going on. So can you give us a practical example of what you would do if, say, a child was having maybe a bad attitude or, you know, you were dealing with something repeatedly? How would you handle that issue? (laughs) You will deal with it repeatedly over and over and over (laughs) and over again until they move out. And then somebody else will deal with it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Because our our kids come with uh, pre-prepared personalities, don't they? Yes. Oh, goodness. Yes. And, you know, all those conflicts are the places that we get to choose love. Mm. And so in that moment, if we will treat our child like we would another adult. Yes. Um, I think that's the first place to start. That's good. And so, so quickly we're we're there to give them all the words. I was great <laughs> at it. Ask any of my kids, you know, just to give them all the words and all the instructions and all the things they should have done differently and all the, you know, why did you do that? We ask silly wrong questions. Why did you do that? Mm-hmm. And what were you thinking? And <laughs> rather than just stopping in the moment and sitting down and having a discussion, and here's the problem. It takes time. Yes. That takes way more time than it does shouting a command or trying to stop the thing in the moment so it doesn't continue on or sending them away to the room. But that's what Jesus did. He took time. He Mm. sat down with people and he pulled them in because love always draws toward. It pulls near. It doesn't push away. Mm. And so uh, you just have a discussion Mm. and you're going to have that same discussion over and over and over again Mm. because that's what it takes. Right. I mean, look, I like to say, look how many times the Bible says, do not fear. Yeah. Mm. You know, and yet we still do. Mm-hmm. And so the instruction, the truth has to go forward continually, no matter what. Right. No matter if you still have the bad attitude, no matter if they're not changing, no matter what, this truth still has to go forth. Mm-hmm. And the truth in love. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Because you can give truth all day long, but then it's just, uh, it's kind of damaging sometimes Mm -hmm. if it's not included with love. But like anything, it takes time to press into those issues instead of just ignore them, which is often easier in the moment. Oh, it's far easier. I talk about um, 
peacekeeping or peacemaking. Mm-hmm. And keeping the peace doesn't take near as much time as making peace. Mm-hmm. And it's time. And we, we don't like things to take time. Right. Yeah. You know, we've had a struggle during this quarantine. We we like things instant. Yeah. We like our microwave. We have the internet at our fingertips. We want things fast. Mm-hmm. And raising your children isn't always fast. No. <laughs> so interesting though, because what you just said that making peace takes so much more time, but that's what Jesus says to do. He says, "Blessed are the peacemakers, not the yeah. peacekeepers." Absolutely. So, right. I'm writing a plan about that right now. Oh. So. Uh, we've got to hear about the plans, but you were preaching and I was just like, "Go, Robin." <laughs> and I am like, "Okay, people, are you taking notes? You are literally dropping the mic in gold nugget after gold nugget." Oh. You're sweet. Getting to choose love. And love is a sacrifice. We know. It is. And time, it's like, okay, now she's getting into my business. Now we're stepping on toes because T-I-M-E is a big sacrifice to give. And the thing that you said of asking the wrong questions. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, just, you know, because we're not being respectful and wanting to take the time to really sit and listen, understand and and get to the root and you will have to do it over and over again. So all of these things are like so good, so important. And it's going to be time for us mamas to practice it. So you have a lot more to share than we could ever get on this podcast. Mm-hmm. You have some reading plans. I've read all of the different ones that are overwhelmed by my blessings. My blessings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. You've read a lot then. There's a lot of them. There's how many <laughs> did you do of overwhelmed? I did 12 weeks of them. Okay. Maybe I didn't do all 12. Yeah. I probably yeah. missed a few. There's 60, 60 days. A lot. Wow. What a great resource for all of us mamas out there. Yes. Or dads. Yes. Parents, step-parents, foster parents. I hope so. I, I get a lot of response from people that um, they didn't know it was okay to have those feelings mm-hmm. and they didn't know that other people felt that way. You know, those plans that I wrote just from my own experiences, um, just always pointing back to Jesus that we are not enough. Mm. We're not enough, mm-hmm. but with him, we are. Yeah, He makes us enough. And so it's just, it's a hard thing to be a mom. It really is. Um, You talk about messy. That's a pretty messy job right there, Mm. uh, being a mom. But that plan, that particular one, I even had a group of Brazilian moms that thought it was so important that they got together and translated it into Brazilian Portuguese, their language. That makes me happy. Yes. Isn't that so fun? And so I have a ton of new Instagram friends that I can't read anything they send to me unless I put it in Google (laughs) Translate. Like because that's cool. Um, so God's message is getting out. It's just a powerful, fun thing to see. Well, even the title is such a perfect self-explanatory title because I think we've all felt that way. Like oh, yeah. I'm overwhelmed by my blessings, Absolutely. and then I feel guilty about it because yes. here I have this amazing family, these amazing kids, or you know whatever it might be in our lives. Yes. And then there are certain struggles that we face, and we feel like, oh, well these people on Instagram don't seem like they're struggling with this like I am, (laughs) you know, which is, of course, ridiculous. Yes. You know, everyone struggles. Um, That's the thing about this. I was originally asked to write a plan for homeschool moms. And as I started sitting down to write, which funny, funny story, I don't consider myself a writer, (laughs) but here I am writing. So 
my husband and my family said I can't say that I'm not a writer. Right. So I guess I, <laughs> I guess I'm a writer. You've done it. So, you have written. So you are a writer. I have written. I, I will go with that. I have written. <laughs> and so um, I started writing stuff and I thought, you know, this is a universal issue. Yes. You know, being a mom, no matter if you homeschool or if you don't, that's not even the issue. Mm -hmm. That doesn't matter. That's just a choice, except for when it's not right now, it's not a choice. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's just a universal thing. Being a mom is the hardest job that you never thought would be so hard. Mm -hmm. We had this idea in our minds of sweet little babies that just smiled and would sit and listen while you read and um, then the reality hits and it's like, what in the world has happened here? Mm -hmm. And it is, it's way more than you can do. It's mm -hmm. way more. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's why we need Jesus. Mm -hmm. We need him to help us every moment of every day to get through what we don't know to do. And it is a practice. You said that earlier. It's something we practice and we practice over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. That's what we do with our faith. We practice our faith. That's right. Um, because that's what faith is. It's putting into action what we believe to be true. Mm -hmm. And in those moments of doubt, we practice again. We mm -hmm. keep practicing. Yeah. Good, and he's good. never called us to be perfect. Right. He's not asking for that. He just wants us to be his daughters and to keep asking, Dad, what do I do here? Mm -hmm. Right. Good. And he'll tell us and he'll show us. That's, That's right. So good. Practice makes progress, not perfection. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank God. <laughs> exactly. I, I just want to make sure that we have super clarity when we were talking about reading plans in case somebody's listening and they're like, what is she talking about? <laughs> it's the YouVersion Bible app. Good point. Or Bible.com. You can go on and it's the Bible and there's lots of Bible devotional plans, like thousands of them. And so Robin Meadows, she has over 20 of them, I would imagine. I don't know what all of your plans are, but they're fabulous. Well, you're so sweet. So that's what we're talking about. Yes. Right. You can go on there and subscribe yeah. and do it for free. Yes. Awesome resource. They're honestly some of my favorites. They honestly are. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, I just wrote one called Love as a Person. And then I did Hope as a Person to put out during this COVID thing mm. and um, has gotten a lot of response. And I'm working on peace as a person mm. because all of these attributes of God are Jesus, yes. you know. And so if we don't have those things, it's because we just need more of him yes. in our lives. Right. So, And, you know, I enjoy them for me. They're for me if they're not for anybody else. Oh, so, right. Uh, yeah. Totally. So I think we all can read because we all do some sort of writing in some yes. regard. And I think yes. that we're all basically reminding ourselves of truth. Absolutely. Well, I'm reading the Bible in a year and I've done it a few times. But this year, one thing that God is really showing me as I'm reading is just the different parents in the Bible, the different families in the Bible, mm. and just how much is left out, meaning that there's so much behind the scenes, yes. you know, and so when we get those little details in scripture about whatever a family is going through, maybe the prodigal son or whatever it is. It's so rich and so neat to see, but then also realizing like hearing your story, all your kids, all your grandkids, all these years, I'm just thinking there, gosh, where do we even start? Because there's so much there. Like I know you're saying, man, we've, we've been through it and we've persevered and it hasn't been easy, but we've stuck together. We've relied on God. Like that is so powerful. And we just don't always see those behind the scenes moments. Does that make sense? Yes. And so in yes. all of your mothering and teaching and just living life in general, what are some times or situations when God has just really met you in your mess? Yeah. You know, um, boy, 
being a mom is messy. Life with kids is messy. Life is messy, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's just a lot of mess Mm -hmm. that we live in. And, you know, I was raised in the Southern Baptist Church. I had two godly parents who took me to church every time the doors were open. Mm -hmm. I was churchized. I knew all the things. And I had a faith in Jesus from pretty young age. And so it was being exercised in the messy Talking about behind the scenes, I had a three-day-old baby in my arms when I took my oldest to get a driver's license. Hmm. And so, um, you know, it's just kind of wilding, (laughs) very messy, wild and crazy. Um, I had teens with minds of their own who Mm -hmm. pushed back. And I took it personally. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I gave them all the words like I told you, and they wanted to find their own way. Can you imagine that? (laughs) Go figure. And so I have so many stories about God asking me to release my ways for his, um, like, when I found out I was pregnant with my fourth child, I thought we were done at three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now we have seven. So, you know, that was something I had to let go of. Um, there were many times I wanted to give up and put my kids on a school bus and be done with it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I talk about walking to my mailbox at the end of the road and looking longingly down the road and wanting to just keep walking. Mm-hmm. But probably the greatest and hardest lesson for me ever when the bottom really dropped out. And I haven't told this story very often because it's not just mine to tell, but uh, my precious, easygoing 16-year-old son, our second born, one night sat down to tell us that his friend, who happened to be a girl, was pregnant. Mm. And so just life came crashing down in that moment because we'd said all the right things and we'd done all the right things and we'd read all the right books. And so how could this possibly be happening. And so I took that real personally, too. I made Mm -hmm. it more about me than about him in that time, because I was a mom that was trying to do all the right things. Mm -hmm. And so my heart was so broken for him, but I was just devastated. And everything that I thought that I knew was just gone Mm -hmm. in that moment. Mm -hmm. But, you know, um, God doesn't waste anything, Mm -hmm. nothing. Right. And while my son, Andrew, was on his own journey, which is an amazing redemptive story of its own, uh, God was taking me through my own. Mm. And so all that knowledge and self-righteousness that I had stored up, (laughs) when it came down, because pressure, right, it always squeezes out what's inside. Pressure always does. And God does give us more than we can handle and bear without Him. And so I came down to the bottom line. I only knew one thing, and I knew that Jesus loves me. Mm. That's the only place I started. I know this. Jesus loves me. And so God used that time just to really humble my heart and set me on a whole new trajectory that was filled with so much more grace and so much more of His glory. Mm. And I became a young grandmother to a beautiful granddaughter who Mm. is now 21 years old. Wow. And I like to say that my youngest kids had a way better parent than my older ones did. Mm. And um, so, you know, God is faithful and He uses everything that we offer to Him for our good and for His glory. So, you know, it's a hard story, but He loves me so much. And from that love, I know I can serve my purpose still. 
I can't hold back from who I am because uh, his love pours through me like a rushing Niagara Falls, just gushing, and it spills over onto everyone in my path. Mm -hmm. And it's his design for every one of us is to be aligned with him and in such union with him that we can't keep from just sharing who he is with everyone around us. And it's something I'm still learning in. It's something I'm still growing. And boy, it's just, it's a great time to be alive. It's a great life. And I'm grateful for those hard, hard times Mm -hmm. um, of learning his ways. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Right. Uh, Well, I love that you pointed out the redemptive work and how God didn't waste that season and that you learned grace. Yes. Uh, It's interesting because you were saved by grace. Yes. But then we have to learn how to really live by grace. Yes. And talk about for those that maybe still haven't found the joy of living under the grace of God and freedom, just a little bit of what experiencing that grace in that season was like. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, um, it was not a fast work. It was a slow work in me. But I tell you, grace is that wide open place that he just brings us into such freedom that we don't have to do things for him. He didn't need me. I hear I was doing all these things and trying to be righteous, and he didn't need me to do anything. He does not need me. He loves me. Mm. And so that's what grace offers us is just, I love you. Come sit with me. Be near me. I'm with you. I see you. I care for you. I love you so much. I'm holding all your tears in a bottle. That's how much I love you. And so just be my daughter. Mm. Just be mine. And quit all you're doing. You're doing, you're wearing yourself out. And it's not bearing fruit as much as if you'll just come and align yourself with me. Mm. That's the grace and that's freedom. And that gives my heart such peace and rest and calm. You know, you, you just go on to from one right thing to the next right thing to the next right thing without having to strive and try to figure out things. And um, it's just so much better than trying to check the boxes off. So I invite you, come into that wide place of freedom. Mm. You won't be disappointed. Yeah, that's so good. Well, and I love what you said. He doesn't need me, Mm. but he loves me. Mm. And you brought up a really important point that as parents, our identity can easily and kind of naturally get wrapped up in our kids' success just because Mm -hmm. we're pouring our life into our kids. You know, and for many of us, it's it's part of our job, like our daily work is pouring into our kids. And so, you know, we can come up with this report card of Mm -hmm. they're doing good or they're struggling or Mm -hmm. I'm doing good or I'm struggling. Mm -hmm. And really, Mm -hmm. that's not fair. Mm -mm. No, I took it so far as that if I was doing well, if my kids were doing well, then it was showing honor to God. Mm -hmm. And that when they weren't, then I was not showing him honor. And it was just really kind of messed up thinking there. He never asked me of that. Those are good intentions, mm-hmm. though. I yes, see, my see your intentions heart. were great, but but I took them too far, mm-hmm. and it just gave me that place of striving and thinking that I had to reach a certain level, not for his love, but just for honoring him. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of messed up, and it causes self righteousness and pride and things that are just not from him. Mm-hmm. I do want to say that for those listening, thinking, "What? Wait." Uh, did I hear all that right? Here you are with seven kids and you homeschooled them 
and you had, you know, kids that messed up in significant, costly ways. And I think that whether we are consciously thinking of it or not, so many of us buy into this myth, this lie that if you raise your kids in a Christian home, and if you, and certainly if you have so many, you must be this sainted family, and all your kids have memorized all the scriptures. And if anything does happen that's like a scandalous thing, like an unwed pregnancy or something, then, you know, was that family legit? Because we go that extreme because we were believing this extreme myth mm. that. Somehow, if we can manufacture our lives and structure them into such a safe little bubble and cocoon like homeschooling, then they will not have to face the sins that the rest of the world faces. And it's just a lie. Right. It's just a lie. It is a lie. And um, it is a lie. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, you know, it's a belief that A plus B equals C. Yes. And that would be so nice if that were true. And I think that's some of the deception that I had in my own heart is if I do this and if I do this, then it's going to produce this. Everything yes. will go well. Yes. And God said, hello, I'm God. You're not. I don't operate by formulas. Yes. I live outside of formulas. Yes. He is outside of formulas. It's so much bigger than that. And Amy, I love the point of bringing up that myth because I think another myth is that, you know, certain sins or heavier sins can be detrimental. Mm -hmm. And it's just not true. Like we're saying that God's sin is a sin, right? right? Right. And we're saying that God's grace and God's sacrifice isn't big enough. And that's just not true. Right. Right. That's exactly right. Now, he is so faithful and he is so loving and he's so gracious that he covers all of our mistakes. Yes. You know, there's no sin greater than another. Mm-hmm. Every sin is a sin and it separates us from him and it separates us from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is so gracious to cover all that. And he just asks us to love him and live with a humble heart. Yeah. And really, that's the best. If you want a formula, there it is. Hmm. Just love him and live with a humble heart. Mm -hmm. And it's going to produce a gracious, wonderful life. Right. And we do tell our kids a lot, like he shows us the way he gives us choices Mm -hmm. and, you know, he shows us how life works best. And so we can choose that road, you know, and you are going to have a lot less pain and bruises and, you know, all of that. Right. But that doesn't mean that we're ever outside of his reach. Right. Right. You know, my life is an example. My kid's life is a great example of that he far surpasses anything that we can even think or imagine. Mm. We sow seeds. We sow sow seeds of truth into their life. And in spite of us, Mm -hmm. in spite of our failings, he moves far past that and just produces within them things that you just can't believe. Um, You're seeing that, Amy, with your own kids. And, you know, all my kids love Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that's just they're living out their purposes with just great passion. And then they're passing on that legacy of faith to their own. I'm getting to watch it right now. And it's just a glorious thing to see. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. 
And what you're saying is just, if I can say it in another way, it's like the reason why your kids love Jesus today is a work of the Holy Spirit. It's by the prayers. It's by the seeds that you've sown. Yes. But it's all God. It's always God. It's not because you structured yes. them into a life of a, a bubble and brainwashed them or anything. It's nope. their sin nature was there and the enemy was there trying to, you know, come at them and steal from them and like he is everyone else. And we all yeah. get there to this place that every Christian home wants to get to a family that loves the Lord only by the the power and the grace and the love of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So yes, absolutely, absolutely. You know, the very best way to lead our children to Jesus is just by loving Him. That's so mm-hmm. good. And then we just show them that we're becoming just like they are. We're still learning. We're still yes. growing. Amen. We haven't arrived. Yeah. And no. I think that's so no, important for them to know that, right. that you're just growing right along with them. Yes. Amy, I think it was you in one of your other podcasts that we did with you as the guest. And you mentioned that even if we could be perfect parents, which of course we cannot at yeah. all, right. but even if we could, that the kids still have their own sin natures and they still have things to work through with God. Like we can't do that for them. Absolutely. And so... You know, it's not like, oh, well, all your kids love Jesus, except you had that one that, you know, fell off yeah. the bus or whatever. He loves Jesus, too. And what he's gone through mm-hmm. has yeah. made that even more real and right. taken it to right. an even deeper level. Yep. So good. You know, there were people that had a perfect parent, uh, Adam and Eve, yep. and their parent was perfect. And yet he created us not as robots, exactly. but as humans with ability to make choices. Mm -hmm. And he gives us that freedom and hopes that we and desires that we will always choose him. But he gives us that freedom. And so let yourself off the hook, moms, Mm -hmm. if your kids aren't making great choices, because God was a perfect father and his kids didn't make great choices. That's Mm -hmm. so uh, freeing, especially for us perfectionists. Like we want to get it right and we want them to get it right. And it's good intentions, kind of what you said earlier, but taken too far to where then that's because becoming the idol. Yes. Yeah. That it's all up to you, mom. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Which is, oh, yeah. oh man, that's a heavy weight to bear. Too big a burden. Yes, it is. So how did you process through this, you know, when you were going through these times? Like, how did you cling to God? Yeah. And what did he teach you as you were in the thick of it, you know, relying solely on him? Yeah. I processed it a lot with my husband. I have a great husband. He is a great listener. He has great insight and he can um, verb- he can get things down in just to a short little statement that like knocks you off your feet. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, okay. I talk in, in those devotions about a time that I remember that he came in after work through the front door and we're all sitting in the floor crying, even me. Mm. And I was just finished as a mom. I was done. I had three kids um, (laughs) at that time, but I was done. I was just overdone. You know, I was like, where do I go quit? Because I can't do this anymore. (laughs) Where do I turn in my resignation? (laughs) Yes, exactly. You look for that place. Where do moms go to resign? And it's not there. And he just gently, you know, he held us all and got us all settled down. And he set me down. He said, Robin, mothering is going to go on for a while. It's going <laughs> to last a while. And he said, you can either figure out how to embrace it yep. or you can endure it. Mm-hmm. And so I just hugged him and said, thank you, honey. That was so sweet of you. <laughs> no, really, I just, it was like, mm, kind of gritted <laughs> my teeth. And 
and you know, it's a process. I'm not always a fast learner. So it t- it's a process of learning. How do I figure this out? Yeah. And that was at the moment that I knew the only person that could really change here was me because mm-hmm. these kids were in the process. It was going to take a long while. And so that's when I started getting up very, very early before my kids, uh, 5 a.m. in the morning, where I could have some time to myself Mm -hmm. and some time with God. I knew to go to my Bible. I knew that. And so I started reading it. And, you know, at first it was just words on paper, but God's word is active and living. And uh, after a while, those words started taking on deeper meaning. And then I would find things that I read and they would come alive and Mm. it was just powerful. And it just changed my heart. You know, it's like chemotherapy for the darkness of your soul. And it gave me hope and a lifeline to hold on to it. It was an anchor for my soul. And so I started really, I got up excited to see what do you have for me today. There's treasures hidden in his words if we'll just dig into it. And sometimes my children would get up and I would tell them, you can sit here quietly with mama if you want to, or else you'll have to go back to bed. And my uh, youngest daughter, Katie, told me that's some of her favorite times that she remembers is when she would get to sit with me Hmm. while I was reading my Bible. And so, man, I just say, read your Bible, have some quiet time, get to know Jesus and how much he loves you and live from that. It's very powerful, very powerful. And I love that you were showing them that that is priority. And so, yeah, you can sit here quietly with me, but you're not allowed to just interrupt. You know, another thing um, that we don't talk about enough, I think, and it's one reason I put my devotionals into book form and those are on Amazon, but for your kids to see you with a paper Bible in your hands rather than your phone. Mm-hmm. And I know we love you, version, and I know we love that. Mm-hmm. But for your children to see you with a paper Bible in your hands yeah. is a totally different thing than them seeing with you with a screen in front of you because yeah. they see that all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't know if you're checking the weather or Facebook no, or whatever no. it is. I don't know if you're doing your grocery list or whatever. That's a, a memory that is just imprinted into my mind is seeing my dad every morning at the table with his cup of coffee and his Bible open. Yes. And so imprint that onto your children's mind that they see you in the Word of God because it will make a difference. My kids, I know my girls, uh, I think most of my boys still every morning have a Bible open mm-hmm. and something that they learned from seeing their dad and I mm-hmm. do the same thing. And it does make a difference really does. Sure does. Yeah. Besides, there's something about a paper Bible that's just different. I love me some version, but I do love to highlight and actually have that yes. book in my hand. Yes. So. Yes. We just keep them on the kitchen table so yes. that it's right there. We grab them in the morning for our school time because they do their Bible plans on their own, my, my teenagers. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, we already did the Bible. Why are we doing the Bible again? <laughs> so I'm like, we can't have too much, but we open up the paper ones because I want them to know how to find things in it. Yes. Because if you're yes. only doing the, you know, yes. they end up only doing it on their phone, how will they ever find anything in their paper Bible? Yes. Plus, it is great and, and totally different experience. Yes, it is. Well, we're going to embrace this mommyhood. Yes. That's so right. much hope yes, here. Do. So much hope. Robin, you have given us just so much good wisdom and truth here, and Mm -hmm. we're so grateful. I really do hope people took notes, and we also just like to know what kind of resources would you recommend to us? You recommended, of course, the Bible above all else. What else um, do you enjoy that you would recommend? 
Hmm. I could talk about this for a long, long time because I love yeah, a reader. lot of resources. I love books. Yeah, I'm a reader. Um, talking about the Bible, I've recently come across the Passion Translation, mm-hmm. and um, I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. Just like the title says, it's translated to capture just the essence, the emotions mm-hmm. of the original words that don't always translate well into our English language. Uh, currently, it's only in New Testament, Psalms, Proverbs, and Song of Songs. But oh my gosh, if you want your life to change, read Song of Songs out of the Passion Translation. <laughs> wow. Because it is written as Jesus's love story to you. Hmm. And I'd read the whole translation and the thought, well, okay, I'll go ahead and read Song of Songs. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I found out it was actually the first one that the translator had translated because he was so excited about it. Hmm. And it is powerful. Read all eight chapters at once if you can. Hmm. Read the foreword to it too. It's so, so good. Um, I promise it will change you. I challenge y'all to do that. Let's see. I love anything by Corey Ten Boom. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not a fabulous writer, but she is one of my spiritual midwives, I like to say, <laughs> because I tell you, anybody that has lived through what she did and still has such hope in Jesus, mm-hmm. I can't wait to meet her someday. Um, anybody that's in ministry, and honestly, if you're a mom, you're in the ministry, everybody's a minister. Neil T. Anderson's Bondage Breaker and Victory Over Darkness. Yeah, I those think are good. Chris Beale was actually the one that first suggested those to me. Uh, powerful, powerful books that need to be read. And then uh, Paul Tripp, love his instruments in the Redeemer's hands. So, so good. And of course, uh, leadership book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. If you want a good parenting book, get this leadership book because it is so good. And in that, what parenting is, it's self-leadership. If you can lead yourself, you can lead others. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like uh, Craig says, Amy, in his podcast, uh, I listen to those and I just insert the words mom Mm -hmm. when he says Mm -hmm. leader and home when he says business and all the applications are still there because, you know, leadership books are just the best parenting books. Mm -hmm. And um, so so always think about that. When we're healthy in our mind, soul, and our body, our kids will be healthy too. Um, God tells us that a good tree doesn't bear bad fruit, and I'm going to hold on to that and try to be a good tree. Yeah. Um, Paul Tripp has a good parenting book, too, and there's also a Bible plan that goes along with that. Um, Podcasts, girls, your podcast is amazing. The ministry that you're doing for other women is just so good. Such powerful stories of people that have overcome. I I love your podcast. Mm, Thank you. A couple of my kids have podcasts, too. Uh, My daughter-in-law, Abby Meadows, has a podcast called Creative Mama. Oh, that's Um, cool. She is mom to four kids ages about 3 to 10. Nice. And so she has a fun podcast. It's full of a lot of inspirational ideas for moms. She's a homeschool mom also, but she um, loves art, and she is full of wealth of ideas, fun ideas. Mm, Nice. And then two of my daughters, my oldest daughter, Erin Sims, and then my middle child, Anna Light, they have a podcast. They're eight years apart in their age. So, and they're very different personalities. So fun. And they're both home educating moms, but they don't talk about that much there. They talk about, um, they have a real passion for living a healthy lifestyle, healthy in mind, soul, and body. Yeah. And it's a really good podcast. Um, I think Mandy 
Amy has even been a guest on their podcast. So fun. Yes. What is it called? Uh, Access, Access Podcast. Yeah. I did not know that Anna was your daughter until recently. I was like, what? Yes. This is crazy. Yeah, we hear that a lot because she knows so many people. <laughs> so fun. Uh, having been on staff at Live Church. So, yeah. Um, I'm also a John Eldridge and Ransom Hart podcast fan. So hmm. I have so much time in my life now that I never <laughs> had before. I just I love getting to hear these podcasts and right. I walk and I work in the garden and, and travel. Uh, listen, Why to, you listen to podcasts yeah, and travel. <laughs> it's just so good. It's fun. It's a good, good time. So those are things that I love. I love it. Robin, this has been so amazing. And just the reminder that this whole parenting gig is one of the most important and worthy things that we can do as we point our kids towards Jesus. And Mm -hmm. so thanks so much for just all that you've shared today. You're so welcome. Could you leave us with one final word of encouragement, advice, just whatever you want to share with our listeners? Oh, sure. I'll see if I can get it into maybe can I do two or three? Go for it. (laughs) Do it. Uh, You know, life is a roller coaster. And uh, boy, we've gone through it here just lately, haven't we? Just so many ups and downs and so many emotions. But if we can see that Jesus is the safety bar Hmm. on that seat of our roller coaster Hmm. and just hold on tightly because that bar never moves. It doesn't change. It just stays firm and solid. And then no matter what we're going through, no matter how difficult life is, if we hold on, then we're going to make it. And so are our children. So just press into him and stay near Hmm. because he's always there, even if you can't feel him. And he's faithful. He sees us. He cares. Um, He is working everything for our good and for His glory. All the hardest things that you're going through, just hold on and hope to Him because He'll never, never, never let you down. Mm. And then the last one I want to say is, because this is what I I live for, is that we want to live today in all its fullness and glory because today is the day that the Lord has made. Mm. But we want to have great expectancy for tomorrow because the best is yet to come. Mm. And I believe that today, no matter how old I'm getting and no matter how many wrinkles and gray hairs I'm having, I'm still going to live believing that the best is yet to come. Yes. Amen. Robin, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. What an honor. Well, one thing I really appreciate is how Robin took such complex truths and made them a little simpler for all of us. Like when she said the very best way to lead our children to Jesus is just by loving Him ourselves. I mean, come on, that's good. You know, we talked about being overwhelmed by our blessings. Maybe for you, it's a spouse or a job or kids or friendship or your house or your schedule. Bottom line, we can all get overwhelmed in a hard way. But we can also humble ourselves to the one who created us and surrender again and trust again and allow ourselves to be overwhelmed in a good way. Overwhelmed by God's unending faithfulness. Yes, even despite us. Overwhelmed by the fact that God is always who He says He is and will always do what He says He'll do. Overwhelmed by gratitude. And if you don't feel very grateful today, I challenge you to start a list and see what pops up. Mostly, I know we can begin again, and we can position ourselves with an attitude of awe and humility, allowing Him to overwhelm us with His radical love. Well, as always, all of the resources mentioned are linked in the conversation notes where you are welcome to join our email list and be the first to know when a new episode goes live. You can also subscribe for free wherever you stream podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. And guys, be sure to join us on Instagram at the Messy Table Podcast. 
You know, we love hearing how these stories and words have impacted your life. And we just want you to know that we are so grateful for you. Well, as you set your mind on being overwhelmed in a good way, and as you head back into your week, your house, your summer, remember, yes, life is messy, but God is at work in your mess.